We're talking with uh, James Browning, who is the uh, founder and executive director of F minus. And recently they put out a report that documented the, uh, I guess, somewhat troubled relationship between various lobbying firms who often lobby against uh, sort of climate uh, issues on behalf of the fossil fuel industry, but seem to also provide some cover by, you know, lining up more, you know, liberal groups to also lobby for. So, James, maybe just start off explaining, you know, what is F minus and, you know, what, what prompted uh, this study? Um, so thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, F minus is a new climate group that looks at fossil fuel lobbyists who are simultaneously lobbying on behalf of victims of the climate crisis or environmental groups or cultural institutions. Um, and it's a really extraordinary dynamic because the climate crisis is now so bad that if you know a lobbyist in Albany only had you know ExxonMobil or Shell as a client, it would be pretty easy uh, to shun them to close the door, don't return the call, don't return the email. Um, and the top lobbying firms know this. And so they surround themselves uh, with clients who are in fact doing good things in New York state and even some good things on uh, climate and environmental um, clients. So just as one example, you know, um, the lobbying firm of um, Hinman Straub also represents the Adirondack Foundation, which has given more than $2 million in environmental grants in New York State in the last few years. <laughs> the problem here is that Hinman Straub also represents the Koch companies, which historically have been one of the biggest funders of climate denialism and also um, the Iroquois gas transmission system in the state. And so this firm can go around um, Albany claiming to say that um, sure, they represent, you know, these fossil fuel interests, but they also, we also represent environmental interests and we're part of the, you know, solution on climate. And this is why these, these firms still have um, credibility and are still seen as like, you know, responsible actors in the state legislature when their clients are incredibly irresponsible and have, are bringing us to the point of um, calamity on climate. Now, one of the things certainly been a fair amount of attention on is that, you know, the big players, the Exxons, the, the shells of the world have been, you know, funding a pretty massive misinformation campaign. Um, oh, you know, air source heat pumps never work, particularly in upstate New York. You're going to freeze to death. It's sort of unreliable. Are these companies, you know, sort of, part of that misinformation campaign? Well, you know, I think buyer beware when it comes to hiring um, a lobbying um, firm, because if you're, you know, a, a university, a nonprofit group with, um, you know, respect um, and supporters in New York State, and let's, let's talk about like healthcare interests. Like for example, in New York State, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society or the Maternity and Early Childhood Foundation that's a foundation um, that is specifically like focused on health issues for young mothers, um, children, and the you know dissonance here is that the fossil fuel clients of their firm, Ostroff Associates, have fossil fuel projects in New York that um, for decades have been harming people who live 
near the plants, mothers and, and young children, and are contributing to a climate crisis that has disproportionately negative impacts on environmental justice communities, communities of color, and especially on like fetal, infant, and, and maternal health. So um, it, it's, it's incredibly dangerous in, in our view for an organization that's promoting, you know, let's say healthcare or trying to help people in these communities in New York to then go hire a firm that's essentially causing these problems for the very people they're trying to help. And you become complicit in the misinformation being put out on, on climate. You're giving your good name, your credibility to a firm that is spreading misinformation on climate. And so this is what F minus and our partners are, are trying to disrupt. Yeah, I, I, I read an article about your report, and I believe one of the uh, big climate bills you, you cited in the report um, was the New York uh, Heat Act, which actually the governor's put a good part of it into her budget. That's the one many people know for the 100-foot rule for, for gas hookups, try to end the big subsidies, and particularly try to align the efforts of the Public Service Commission with the climate law because they've been you know, kind of promoting uh, the expansion of of, uh, of natural gas. So, you know, is the New York Heat Act one of the examples where you're seeing these lobbying firms playing both sides? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the New York Heat Act is um, key um, as to whether, um, you know, buildings, communities are going to get locked into using gas in the, the future or whether they can get off gas and get to cleaner alternatives. Um, and, you know, again, if you put this pro-gas push by a big firm like Brown and Weinraub, which is the, the top firm in New York, the top fossil fuel lobbying firm, this is a firm that on its website, if you try to read about their work on energy and the environment, they just talk about their advocacy for um, scooters um, and e-bikes. So they, they have clients for whom the New York Heat Act is very threatening. And then if you look at their other clients, it's... Syracuse University that has moved to divest from fossil fuels. It's Google, which talks a lot about how they're going to go carbon negative in their own operations. And it's Houghton Mifflin Publishing, uh, which has fiction, nonfiction books about the climate crisis. They have partnered with the U.S. Green Building Council um, programs to make like schools more energy um, efficient. Um, but their own lobbying firm um, is uh, the obstacle to making buildings in New York more energy efficient. So it just, it makes it seem like for Houghton Mifflin, they're not serious on on climate. This is all just about um, expediency. Now, one of the problems I've noticed in the past is the few lobbying firms that actually have a reputation for most of the time being on the good side of stuff, you know, sometimes are approached by uh, industries that have, you know, a little bit more of a false climate or false environmental solution, you know, sort of pushing, say, recycling in a little direction that really has some environmental problems. Was, you know, that an issue that you looked at, you know, you know, firms that have a reputation of being, you know, on the uh, consumer or the environmental side, you know, being hired by the industry to sort of sell their reputation? Right. That's a that's a great question. And so to give you an example from all the way in the other side of the, the country, and I think this helps put um, New York in perspective, we're working in Washington state right now. We're focused on King County, which is Seattle. And the fact that so King County, very progressive on climate, their lobbyist works for Transalta, which has been a coal company in the past. 
their lobbyist out there says, oh, it's fine. I'm just trying to close the coal plant down. Well, the problem is that TransAlta also operates an entire fleet, more than 10 of gas plants in Canada, part of why Canada is locked into using gas for several more decades. So even in these gray areas that you're talking about, there may be a big fossil fuel company pushing some initiative to get into some other energy source. The fact is that the firm's um, impact on climate is so overwhelmingly destructive um, that it is um, dangerous to work with them. You are normalizing the idea of working with the oil and gas industry. You are saying it's fine. It's okay. I don't mind that this firm is contributing to the climate crisis. So we only have about a minute left. So I'll ask a two-part, you know, question. So what can be done, um, you know, about the situation? Is there reforms that can be made or is just that people need to be more careful about their clients that they, I mean, the lobbying firms that they are hiring? And, and second, if people want to read the report or find out what you're doing, how, how best can they get that information in 45 seconds? You can find our report um, on our website, f-.org. Um, I hope everyone will read it. And I think when you do, um, you'll be shocked to see that it might be your own school where you went or company where you work or art museum that you patronize, like the Guggenheim or New Museum or theater you go to like Lincoln Center, they are complicit in this problem. They are hiring firms who are leading us towards climate calamity. But the hopeful thing here is these organizations have a conscience, they have shame, they can be forced to change their behavior. And I hope people will contact these schools, these art museums, um, and tell them it is shameful. They should not be working with these fossil fuel firms. And I think people- uh, James Brownin from uh, F-, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk magazine.